Welcome to the Fit Fact King podcast, where we share the experiences of athletes, personal trainers, and health coaches. We talk about their struggles, mindset, habits, motivation, and most importantly, why they started. If you're looking to optimize your health, then this is the podcast for you. In a world of misinformation, get the facts about getting fit with your host, Amar Graywall. Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of the Fit Fact King. I hope everyone's having a great start of the year. For me, I'm loving it so far. Though it's not a like early start now, we're probably in um, February by the time this episode comes out. So I, I'm loving it so far, meeting new people, learning about their challenges, their struggles, their experiences. It's just to be grateful for, to be honest. Like today we have a Natalie Johnson. She is from Las Vegas. She has this unique personality she's got this style of workouts that and you're very rare to see these like she does she trains like every other person but her style what got, caught my eye like the outfit she uses the the training she does she does this olympic weightlifting which is amazing and you know of course i was happy when i spoke to her and learned about the journey she has for last past maybe 17 18 years she was a sports teacher ballet dancer in her teenage then she got into weightlifting and then she's been since doing that she's loving it she lives in las vegas and i just said like coaching people from online personal and you know about olympic weightlifting you know how to correct or anything and this is what she loves doing it and then of course if you you know need any assistance you can just contact her she's happy to assist and then you must check out her videos. Yeah, I mean, you guys are gonna love it. Of course, the I'll put the um, her Instagram under the show notes, so you can uh, go and check it out. And let's not just waste time. Please welcome Natalie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Natalie, I've been watching you uh, for quite a while. Like uh, you know, seeing your weightlifting techniques. You know, and you have like very unique sort of you know um, approach to weightlifting. You have this typical the dress your your I mean like your outfit you wear for this uh weightlifting you know like give us some introduction about yourself please sure um so my name is Natalie I've been an Olympic weightlifter for almost 17 years it's getting closer to 17 now wow. um, which is exciting um and I am only recently just um launched a full-time work as a weightlifting coach. So I've done a lot of coaching throughout my time. Um, I was a teacher before this for 10 years of elementary age students. And um, throughout that time, I was doing a lot of coaching, but I finally have like followed my heart to like make it my full-time thing. So I do weightlifting myself and I coach others how to do the same. Cool. Um, so as, as, a, as a coach or as a weightlifter, what is like you know how do you see uh, the health how important is the health for just every well-being like you know every human being on, on this planet um well that's it's it's so important um it's the, one of the most valuable things that you have if you have your health um and that's a big reason why i taught students um young students for so long i taught elementary fiad so we did a lot of sports games fitness and teaching youngsters how important health and fitness are. Um, and right now my, my attention has shifted, but my goal is the same. I want to kind of work with adults and people who want to pursue Olympic lifting or people who feel stuck in their workouts. Like maybe you mm -hmm. go to the gym five days a week and you see some 
weightlifting is getting more popular now, finally. And yes. uh, maybe you see some people doing weightlifting. It's like, oh, that looks cool, but I don't know how to do it. Um, my coaching business is I am a remote coach, so I can kind of t- guide you through that process if you're mm. somebody kind of in that area. Yeah. How did you get into weightlifting from being a sports teacher or just a teacher? You know, um, what made you think that, okay, this is what I want to do? Um, well, w- it was really back to when I found weightlifting as a sport because I've done it as a sport for much longer than I've done it as my full time work. Mm. Um, so I've coached obviously a lot before this, but when I, um, I've been training with weights for about two, three years before okay. I found Olympic style lifting. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was a summer camp. It was in high school, 2006. And, um, I saw the, um, camp counselor sort of show what a hang power clean was Hmm. and they explained sort of the physics behind it of you lift the barbell up as high as you can and then the bar kind of stays there for a moment before it crashes down on you and you have to be fast as lightning to get under the bar and then you have to be strong (laughs) up and it was i i like say this all the time but i'm dead serious it was like the most love at first sight that i've ever experienced and like i still just from then on i was like that's just the coolest thing I've ever seen and I have yeah. to know everything about it. And so yeah. um that kind of fueled me to ask a bunch of questions and and whatnot. But throughout the time of teaching just sports in general, sports in general is not my strength. In fact, as a child, it was almost it was a family joke of how poor I was at <laughs> soccer and throwing yeah. and catching and stuff. So it's funny that I grew up to teach for 10 years, you know, yeah. elementary kids how to do this. But um, you know, it just uh it's just been such a passion of mine for a long time. And I am a teacher at heart. Yeah. So it's just able, it's been really a smooth transition to teach people like my most, my favorite passion of, of course. all fitness. Like this is my fa- favorite thing. Yeah. You know? and how, what was the family's reaction when you said you are not, you want to do weightlifting? <laughs> um, my family's pretty awesome that way. I think um, I have been really fortunate. My mom was always sort of a tomboy at heart at a time where women weren't allowed to do a ton of sports. Yeah. And so she was actually disappointed when I was such a poor soccer player, for mm. example, or football player. And she said that she remembered all the girls chasing the, the football and uh, it <laughs> like landed in a pile of mud. It was raining or something and I didn't yeah. go into the mud. I was like, forget <laughs> this. She was like, oh, I thought you were going to be competitive. And it turns out I am just with weightlifting. So I think yeah. she was like, okay, finally, like my daughter, yeah. like the sports are available for women. And my yeah. daughter's finally like taking advantage of it. And, you know, I, I started weightlifting in, you know, 2006, 2007. It was not popular in mm. the United States, at least then. Yeah. So I felt like I don't at least think so anyway, it wasn't like really popular for girls lifting, but like the boys being like, you know, in the weightlifting things like for a very long time. But uh, for women, you know, it's like, on and off, you know, like some people in some areas they do that and some areas like there's just, you know, they got really, I would say backward thinking that, you know, our oh, girls shouldn't lift weights, you know, girls shouldn't do this because I remember I had this one trainer, not trainer, I mean like trainee, like the client, I would say. Um, she was, she, she, she started training and then so first two weeks I just got body weight and then this, you know, just movements to understand how the every movement works. And then as soon as I introduced to her to the weights and she's like, Oh, I don't want to get bulky. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang yeah. on. <laughs> You're not getting bulky. Yeah. You need to lift the weights to get conditioned. But she, two weeks after she said like, I can't do it. <laughs> oh no, that's too bad. I know. But, but you this know, is you're the right. thing, you know, Women this is like just... a mentality. 
It totally is. Um, and you're right that like just men have had a lot more experience in mm. uh, the strength sports in general. Weightlifting wasn't even at the Olympics until 2000, 2000 the Sydney Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And I found it only six years later. So I really was not the original trailblazers for sure. I was yeah. fortunate enough to have other strong women do that. But like, you know, part of mm. part of the trailblazing, you know, that is going on with the sport, especially women in the sport. So you know, and hopefully that is kind of why you kind of mentioned that I have a unique approach to like the outfits I wear on Instagram and like yeah. all of that. That's a very unique. Like I've is... never seen anyone like I've seen, you know, a lot of outfits on Instagram, you know, people do these posting and all that. But your outfit is like really, you know, like uh, it's like a significant standout workout. Like, and I think you mentioned something in one of your posts that there is a reason you were like, can you explain a bit? Yeah. Um, well, in general, well, first of all, I will say I really do like a workout where I'm wearing baggy clothing. Mm. I don't, don't film. It's dirty and hard and sweaty. <laughs> and like, that, I love that those kinds of workouts too. Yeah. But I'm like a girly girl. And when I started, there was maybe one other lifter that anybody could point to. of like, you can be girly and do weightlifting like this other woman doesn't. Mm. Um, and so it, it sort of comes by me naturally. But I do admit that I sort of lean into the, like, the girly side and making sure my outfits like look nice. So, I mean, part of that is like, you look good, you feel good, of you course. train well, at least mm. I've found sometimes. Um, mm. But part of it is definitely to show people that like weightlifting can not only not make you bulky, but it actu actually for women in particular, men too, can kind of give you a physique that people really dream of like of olympic weightlifting is like all back and legs mm. and when i see a lot of women at the gym these days who are at like a regular gym um they'll do leg day back day and kind of switch between those and maybe do an arm day once in a while um if that's like how you like to train weightlifting could be like the at least a good addition to what you're yeah. already doing it's <clears throat> every day is leg day and every day is back day if you're mm. an olympic lifter yeah uh, of course so and it's fun it's fun and you get those physique changes too and people don't realize how much uh it can change your physique for sure if you've never yeah. done it because i think because when you like lifting like you're using your legs your back it engages mm -hmm. your cores your arms your shoulders everything when you're lifting you know and you're mm -hmm. just saying it goes all the way up your head like i've done that once and uh it's like mm -hmm. oh maybe i shouldn't do it unless you know i get fully trained about this then i said like, yeah. okay i better not hurt myself <laughs> Yeah, it is. It, and But that's an exact reason why a remote coach can be really good. Like you try yes. it, you're like, oh, that's fun, but I better not hurt myself. That's where I would come in. And like, yeah, I just yeah. like send you the program and sort of like progression, yeah. like teach people how to do the whole lift, you know, mm. safely, as, as safely as I can. So when they come to you like as a, as a, as a client or, you know, and do they ask you for nutrition? Like what should I eat? Or, you know, am I eating enough? Would you give them a nutrition guide as well? Um, I offer that um, for sure, but most people come to me as an Olympic weightlifting coach, yeah. and a lot of that is because that's the side that I just put on my social media. Mm. Um, but of course, you're right; like nutrition is such a key part of it. Um, what I've been trying to do is like, myself to start getting much more familiar with counting macros, yeah. um, so that I can really do that um, in a more educated way for clients and sort of mm. see what the effects are on myself first. Yeah. Um, because for a long time, um, I've just, I've been very edgy. So it's not like I'm just eat whatever, but I have a very like educated, like, 
um, background, like, you know, in college and, and all the things really that I sort of know what is healthy and not to eat. Yeah. Right. So I, but I haven't done a lot of like counting of like exact macros, how it affects my energy levels, but it's um something I want to dive into a whole lot more because it's part of, it's part of the whole package. If you want to really change, especially the way you look yeah. and feel. Yeah. And the thing is like, you know, <clears throat> So when you know when when they ask you for the foods, like, would mm. you give them any any advice of what foods and drinks they should avoid when they, let's say, let's like, trying to lose weight or get a conditioned body? Yeah, because it's yeah, um, and of course some people are trying to you know gain weight. It just depends on like who you are. Mm. Um, but uh, to, obviously, just in general, be careful of whenever you're drinking your calories. Um, not to say that you can't but be aware of when you are yeah. um, and just try to minimize it when you can, because I feel like you can cut out a lot of um, just unneeded calories uh, with that kind of thing. So of course, alcohol, for example, you know, if you even cut down, like if you are somebody who likes a glass of wine every day, which honestly yeah. I do um, like just to maybe, maybe cut, cut out the amount of days that you're doing it or cut down on like, if you usually have two, three, just, you know, have the one yeah. cutting down even can be effective. And I think, Sometimes people come in with the all or nothing mentality when it comes to that kind of stuff. And exactly. it's not always helpful. Yeah. So with the exercises, um, not everyone wants to do weightlifting. Has anyone come mm. to you, like said to you, like, you know, I don't want to do this, you know, give me something else. <laughs> Have um, you ever had that? <laughs> like you, uh, not Olympic lifting or lifting weights at all in general. Like, I mean, like not Olympic lifting. Like, you know, some people would say like, I don't want to do Olympic weightlifting. I just want to go, you know, in the gym, lift some weights, you know, do some curls, oh, yeah. you know, and then. Oh yeah. Um, I have had a couple people like that and I have programs for that because, mm. um, honestly, that's been a more valuable part of my training the last yeah. couple of years. Just, I would call it bodybuilding style, really just generally lifting of weights, mm. um, slow and controlled, you know, yeah. So I, so I really enjoy that kind of training as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got, I've got workouts that are like that or that are offered. Um, and one thing I'm excited to start working on is what, what would be mostly a, a traditional like bodybuilding gym goer program, but would have Olympic lifting just sort of sprinkled in, but like in a way that sort of starts like easy and something you can probably already do and like progresses you to learn yeah. slightly the more advanced list, mm. but mainly keeping the bulk of your workout similar push. Is it like you're putting in everyday workout or are you putting in like a week? So suppose like one or two days a week, or it's just like everyday workout, but you just add one, one exercise of this Olympic lifting into that. What, what's your plan? Um, my my personal plan right now for myself and my own training yeah. is I'm doing a lot, not a lot, but more, I'm focusing more on a bodybuilding moment right now because mm -hmm. I just tweaked my knee and it was a new injury to me because um, I've had knee issues before and this was a different, it, I could just feel it was different. So yeah. I've taken it sort of easy and sort of co I'm coming back into doing Olympic lifting. And I like to start with like those slower, like leg and back days and like kind of ease into making sure I'm squatting really well and then mm. deadlifting and then start to go faster. Yeah. So I don't re-hurt myself. Right. But um, for an average gym person, or that, or that program I was talking about where it's like yeah. mostly like bodybuilding and just a little Olympic lifting, like an exercise or two of Olympic lifting yeah. um, in, in the workout would be what, what my vision is just to just give you a little taste yeah. of how yeah. much you can like enhance your program. 
Can you tell me about your knees more? Because you said mm-hmm. you have like bad knees before. Well, what what's main? I mean, how how bad? Like, what was the reason? Um. So you have to understand. First of all, I have been Olympic lifting seventeen years. Yeah. So this has been somewhere and tear on the knees. But that being said, it really, really is a sport that has a a lot of longevity that's possible if you yeah. train smart. Yeah. And I am in the phase of my career where I'm realizing I'm 33 and I'm realizing that I am not going to be going to the Olympics and that's been just fine. My, my role is to be an ambassador for the sport. Yeah. Um, so when I do get a knee injury, I tend to like not baby it because I train through it usually mm. um, or train around it. But I, um, don't really push it pain wise as much as I yeah. used to when I was a younger athlete anymore. Cause the risk isn't worth it as much. Um, but yeah, that's, so there've just been like here and there. I mean, this particular issue, I think, uh, my guess is either the, the kneecap had quickly dislocated. I was just hiking. It wasn't even anything cool. <laughs> you know, I just, the kneecap either quick tear. Yeah. Um, so but it's fine mm. now. It's fine now. The holidays, you know, I kind of didn't hit the gym as much on the holidays. Yeah. And because and- I have, I, I, I think I got sometimes too. Like, um, it's it's really common, like knee injuries. Um, mm-hmm. even if you don't go to gym, like uh, mm-hmm. I had this guy. He was playing basketball. Um, and then he started training with me. So every time I tell him to do the squats, he would like, oh, my knees hurting. So mm-hmm. like you know, it took him like I would say really good one year to you know get better at the squats because of his knees and then he had to go some get some surgery done as well it's really yeah. common like I, i'm like you know if you're playing sports like this is the ankles and your knee is the main parts that you're using like could be any sport you're playing soccer you're playing tennis you're playing basketball these are the, the two main components of your whole thing that you do you know okay. and, i mean you use other arms but like they are the most because you're moving really quickly, you know, you're just running and all of a sudden you're going to run back. You know, mm-hmm. They really you know, come into um, used, I would say. Yeah. I mean, knees are also like if you don't work out, your knees also can get hurt very of easily, course, yeah, too, yeah. right? So it's like your knees will hurt if you do lifting. Mm. Because you're lifting, but yeah. your knees will hurt if you do nothing. So it's like, <laughs> you know, knees just kind of stink in general. And yes. like, now that I'm getting older, like I said, I'm kind of like having these realizations. That's one of them. Like, knees mm. are not great. <laughs> yep. They, they like always that. give you, you know, challenges all the way. <laughs> yeah. But what you got to do, what I what I always try to do with all any injury that I have is like really study like what the physical therapy is that I'm assigned um do research that i can online of how to prevent it and how to treat it after Mm. and then like i try not to forget those things because inevitably one injury might come back like if i forget if i never do anything for my upper back like my upper back will start to hurt because i got an old thing going on there so i think you always have to sort of keep up you're kind of a lifelong student i think of if you're going to try to avoid injury and train for longevity um you have to just always be learning about the body and your body and how things react and things like that Mm. what's your goal like you know when when how to avoid injuries in the gym or anywhere in the sports you know it's like basic thing that everyone should understand like you know that how to avoid injuries while you're in the gym or anywhere at any sport 
Um, definitely warming up. Um, I really remember um, being a younger lifter and not really understanding why older lifters had to warm up. And I get it now. And what if you're a younger lifter and you're like, yeah, it does seem kind of extra, like all that warm, do it anyway. Do get a full <laughs> warm up, like walk for a good 10 minutes, really get your blood moving. And that's just like before you should do some body weight, you mm. know you know, arm circles, squats, like really start to get to know your body. And when you are ready to lift, mm. do a lot of like listening to your body's own cues. Cause your body will tell you, you just have to sort of, um, learn how to listen and, um, grow sort of your own program and just always do that warm up. And it, it's just going to yeah. help you out so much. Mm. Uh, because I learned hard way. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, one day doing chest and then oh, the guy I used to train with a long time ago, he's like, you know, first set, which is gonna, he puts us two 20 plates on the sides. So like, let's go. Ooh. I said, no warm up. He said, nah, this is the warm up. I said, like, are you sure? Oh, <laughs> as soon as I lifted this right shoulder, just, I felt it straight away. So like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> not a good sign. <laughs> Oh, took me like really, I think, uh, six to eight weeks just to recover better and then movements <laughs> again. I was like, I should not listen to you. <laughs> Everybody learned from that lesson. That's <laughs> Don't <it>. do that. <laughs> I'll tell you my, my dumb thing that I did too. This is also important as well for longevity. This is yeah. not so much a daily thing, but everybody's going to have periods of where they don't go to the gym very much. Like even like the most meathead, you're going to miss like, let's say two weeks is a long time for you. That might mm. be not much time for other people, but you know, yeah. let's say two, three weeks, you haven't gone to the gym much and you come back. When I was younger, I had a day where I was like, okay, I'm very rested. I'm like, I don't know, 18, 20. It's like, I'm very, you know, let's like max clean and jerk. That sounds like a good <laughs> idea. People, that's not a good idea. You just, just start with an easy workout. Start, just at least one, <laughs> check on how your joints are doing. Don't maybe max your clean and jerk after just chilling on the couch for like, <laughs> A few weeks not a good plan yeah, yeah. <laughs> plan those like comebacks the comeback game is a long game we're not going yeah. to you know exactly we're playing the long game at a certain age <laughs> yeah and this is the thing with the when you're young you take risks lifting heavy you take risk you know going out of your comfort mm -hmm. zone you take risk but when you get, as you get older you think like okay i don't want to lift ego lift I just want to mm -hmm. lift so my body can stay healthy, you know, mm -hmm, it changes mm -hmm. your mind, you know, it's, it's, I'm like, it's, it's surprisingly changing your mind every single day as you're getting older, you know, mm -hmm. okay, I shouldn't do this because I know this is going to hurt me. <laughs> I'll just go with my comfortable zone and then, you know, try not to lift heavy, try not to just, you know, be stupid in the gym and then have a rest for like three weeks in the bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. I mean, really, it's consistency is best. Like if I were consistent, then I wouldn't need to like I explained, I'm doing kind of a bodybuilding phase mm. for a week or so. If I were consistent, that I wouldn't need to waste my time doing that. But of I just course. know that I think it's going to be smarter in the long run. Mm. Uh, but consistency always wins over things of in course. general for health and fitness. If you can just yeah. do the little things, you know, consistently over time, that's just really the only way to get results that and hard work. Yes. That's exactly right. You know, you mentioned it before that um, in the pandemic, you know, it was hard for you to, you know, keep up and all that. Um, yeah. What do you think that, like, it's, of course, it's, you know, affected you. And then what do you think was the most um, impact of pandemic on, like, the best or the worst uh, effect or impact on people or as or you as well? Uh, the real answer I have, I feel like it gets pretty dark. <laughs> 
<laughs> to be <laughs> honest. Um, we'll talk more surface level about mm -hmm. gym life, yeah. or at least how I experienced gym life. Um, before the pandemic, in the state that I used to live, like I said, I just moved to Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, we had a really good weightlifting community. Um, it was, um, we had some older men in particular who really were like pillars of the community and we would get together, you know, three, four times a year for competitions as, you know, all the different gyms and whatnot. And the time that people had to go into lockdown, um, and gyms shut down, um, I think people just in general saw a decline of community. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, it made it kind of, it, it, I don't know if our, our scene or my home state's weightlifting scene had really bounced back from that. Yeah. A couple other things that we lost a couple important members of our community as well. Um, but a little bit, you know, possibly the result of a pandemic with health declining and, you know, aging can happen faster in some ways at that point. Yeah. Um, so I think gym culture, um, Maybe like in, in many ways it's bounced back, but I think that there are some small gyms in particular ma mm -hmm. that maybe aren't quite the same as they were before. But that's a yeah. lot of things in the world that things aren't quite the same as the way they were. Of like course. everybody went through such a t hard time that people are different. Businesses are there or not there yeah. anymore. People are there or not there anymore. Mm. You know, the world is different. And it's just um, one thing uh, that does bring me to something that I've just learned in general with weightlifting is um, you have to sort of appreciate life as it is in the moment. Yes. Um, so if gym life is going really well, like all your friends are coming to the gym, like coaches there, like everybody's hitting, hitting big weights. Like it's kind of a, like the energy is great. You should really savor those times because they don't always last. Exactly. In fact, they won't last the same way. So like mm. when you're in them, you should just like relish in it and like really enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Enjoy the time. Of course. That's the wonderful thing you just said, because you know, a lot of things was um, before pandemic was how gyms were, how you were socializing. It's just changed in mm, three mm -hmm. years. It's just changed everything. Like how you socialize now, how you go to gym, like people are not as friendly as they were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Things isolation is just, you know, it was hard for many people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With the social media, of course, um, I met you through social media. So I, I, yeah. I always, I'm always grateful for social media of, you know, connecting me to all sorts, like, you know, these sort of mindset people that I would love to hang around with, you know, or I love to be, you know, talking to me all the time. Um, but the, of course there are some bad impacts as well, social media and there are good impacts in your, in your point of view. What do you think the bad effect of social media and what do you think is the best of social media? Um, the bad is that you are constantly comparing yourself to somebody else's highlight reel, or it, if you don't practice, if you're not, if you don't know how to sort of keep those negative comparison thoughts at mm. bay in your own head, it can be like really tough to get through that, um, with jealousies and just maybe even you personally feeling inadequate. Yeah. Um, but I think um, you got to really work on if that is where you're at though, I think really, really working on yourself and like feeling a little bit more confident in just your own 
yourself and working towards your goals and just um, focusing that energy inward is better. So I think, but that can, that can make you feel really um, small and, you know, it can just lead to lots of just not great thoughts, I think. And it's a little scary that our whole generation is going to come up having never known a world before that. Mm. Um, So that's not great. Um, But on the bright side, in fact, just today, I um, met somebody from TikTok who I had only ever known from TikTok. Uh, He lives in California and was just in town for uh, business. Mm. He's like, hey, you're training people in person, which I just started doing at a local gym. And uh, we got a session in. We had never met before, but like, (laughs) We're like internet friends, sort of, and yeah. it was really fun to like. It is, see it is sort of fun, you know. Like I, I usually, um, you know, it's it's always funny. Um, I, I, I say to everyone, you know, if you, if you follow me, or if you know, if you just, you know, know me, like if you've seen my workouts, you know, and if you see me in the gym or even outside on the street, you know, just come and say hi. Like I won't bite or anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, I, I, you know, I do have to admit, like at my local gym, I maybe do put out the don't talk with me uh, kind of energy. It happens when you, really because when you're training, about. like your focus, you know, you, you don't want to, yeah. it's like, you don't want to talk to anyone. And then this was my mindset. Like when I used to go to like four o'clock in the gym, like, you know, I, I'm just focused. Don't come and talk to me. But, mm-hmm. but if someone can come and talk to me, I would be, of course, you know, talking nicely. But then, then, I started going a bit later because I wasn't working um, before. So I started going about six, seven. And then, you know, there's a guy who used to train and he just, you know, come and start talk to me. And then, you know, and then one day, I think a couple of weeks ago, I was doing legs. He said, like, can I jump in with you? Just one exercise, the leg press. I said, yeah, why not? Because he's, I think his max was 240 or something. He said, I've seen you doing, you know, you, you push a lot. Um, can I just do leg press with you? I said, yeah, okay. So I made him push 310 the other day. <laughs> He's like, I'm not oh. coming with you again. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but he, he cool, started yeah. to come every week now. So every, uh, it's been, I think, three weeks. He comes every time I do legs. He's like, can I do leg press with you? I said, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be strong if he keeps doing leg press with you. My goodness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I just want to ask you, You've been doing this for 17 years, as you just said. Um, what has been your biggest challenge in those 17 years? Could be personal, could be gym, could be your, you know, um, like a mind challenge. Um, I think balancing um, full-time teaching and yeah. being a full-time student, because until this year, that's what I was my entire life. Um, with training hard, not during the summer times, obviously, um, that, that was very, 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 very draining. And it was frankly probably resulted in me sacrificing a lot of personal life, any, in any that I could have used on anything else. Um, but of course it's like my passion. It was my one, you know, love at first sight thing. So I, I don't mind it, but it is, I am, I do acknowledge how much, um, time it's taken but um yeah i I think that was that that was a pretty trick that was a tricky phase i guess um and you get that because i don't know if you heard this uh chris bumstead interview he was talking about you know when you in like in your mode and then your friends ask you go for a dinner and then he always refuses 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 i don't want to go because you're food prep you only eat one what you want to eat and he's like, mm-hmm. at the end, they just stop asking you. And then you slowly lose all these friends. 
because they're not at the same level as you are. Yeah, I mean that that can definitely happen. Look, I do. I did sort of like prioritize like balancing. <clears throat> I could never be about a bodybuilder, for example, because I just yeah, like to course, yeah. every once in a while treat myself to mm. different things that like you just can't have if you're on prep for bodybuilding. So that is that is different. And that really can result in friends being sacrificed. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, weight uh, weightlifting has really given me so many wonderful things that it's hard to be like this one thing was hard you know because mm. it was also it's all been so worth it really yeah. you yeah. know so that's kind of a tricky question mm. i think it is which I'm because, unfortunate you know, to say yeah no no but it, because you know everyone's different um you know some people um <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> some people feel the challenge is <clears throat> just even you know i mean talking to people like or training people individual people that who are like very uh, new to the gym or new to this fitness industry. And then it's hard for people to make, understand how this thing works because mm-hmm. everyone has their own idea how this works. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> but yeah. Um, <coughs> so, you know, everyone got different challenges. And then my was challenge was the same because when I get this, like we used to get women to, you know, let make them to understand like weightlifting is not going to make you bulky. It was the biggest challenge because, you know, they don't understand this, that they have to lift mm-hmm. weights because it's good for them and good for mm-hmm. their body as well. It's not for just bodybuilders to lift weight. So in saying that, that's yeah, sorry. exactly what I try to counteract. Oh, that, that, all I was saying is that's exactly what I try to counteract, especially with my approach to social media. Yeah. Um, just to put that out there, because as much as... Um, people who are in gym culture already think it's like totally fine how that like lifting weights won't make you bulky. That's really not the case so much. If you talk to like uh, people who aren't as into gym life, um, maybe don't know, for example, like don't like people who know me personally know that obviously by now, because like I talk about it all the time, but um, I think general person doesn't really know that for women, you know, weights does not equal super bulky. Exactly. And, um, I think in saying that, you know, what do you think is the biggest myth in this industry um, that people think is, you know, is very common? Like in in your point of view, what is common myth, like biggest myth in this industry that people have? Hmm. Um, I think that it is about just in general, yeah, lifting. That's a very common one, though, that all lifting weights makes them bulky. I think everybody, that's pretty much what everybody does say. But one thing I'll like kind of re-emphasize because I've sort of mentioned it already is um that I don't think people understand how untapped the world of women and lifting weights and strength and performance is yeah. because we've really only been in sports or invited or allowed to be in sports or in many most places in the world much less time than men in general so I feel yeah. like um, as a group, our sort of expectations of what really strong, really powerful is, is still changing like, uh, and like a lot faster than men. Yep. Like the upper limits of women's strength and power are just mm. like changing all the time um, to be more and more powerful. So I think that like people, women, men both, and men both have not yet seen like the pinnacle of what like wom- like female like fitness can be like, I guess, mm. you know. Yeah, that's true. And so with this, um, I mean, how we mentioned like the biggest myth, uh, what's your, what do you think is your biggest strength in 
I mean, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be in the gym. Of course, you're lifting <laughs> weights, so you are strong. <laughs> but I think yeah. the mindset is also strong to go there and lift weights as well. Yes. Uh, mindset's one of those things you always have to work on. Um, my biggest strength um, is pro- it really could be probably how much I love lifting weights and ge- I just genuinely like it um, mm. both Olympic style and just bodybuilding for you know fitness yeah. and physique um, I just really like it both and I think a lot of people who struggle to get into fitness um, don't and en- don't enjoy it or haven't found how to enjoy fitness yet yeah. um, and they're always like wow you must be so disciplined to like do lift all those weights all the time but that's because like you're thinking of it from the point of view of somebody who doesn't like doing it for me it's like mm. what i do for fun so like if what you do for fun is read books and um i just reading is not my strong suit and i go and you're like oh like i'm just gonna go read five books a month or something and yeah i'd be like wow that takes a lot of discipline but that's just because it's not really what I spend the most of my time on, exactly. you know? So I think um, people who are getting into fitness have to realize that a lot of us like really like it, but also to me, I think that's a huge strength it is. Um, that I do because I'll find my way back eventually. If like, yeah, to the gym, yeah. if I, it takes time off or whatever, I yeah, just like it too much to stop. <laughs> exactly. And then, then taking time off, like I, I imagine um, I can totally relate to it because, you know, you lose strength when you take time off, you know, it mm. doesn't matter how long you take the time off, you lose strength, lo- you lose a lot of things in just general that, you know, the weight you were lifting, you can't lift anymore. The movements mm-hmm. you were doing, you can't do anymore because, you know, I took, a, I took about, I didn't take off six months, but it was hard for me to train every day for six months because I was traveling, I was traveling um UK, Europe and you know, because I, I wouldn't get to gym every day. And then because of mm-hmm. the, the hotels I was booking, there were no gyms, you know, the places I was staying, the gym close by. So, you know, plus when you don't have a membership, you can't just go into the gym. And, you know, it was hard when I came back after six months, I had to go back, you know, sort of scratch yeah. and then build yeah. myself up again. <laughs> it was yeah. hard. And I'm still, I'm still like not hundred percent up there, but you know, as a body wise, as a, as a condition wise, I'm not still 100% there, but at least, you know, I'm, I'm sort of 70, 80% there, but I'm just still trying to build. And it's been like, what, six, seven months since I'm back. Um, yeah, it takes a long time to rebuild. <laughs> yes. Oh, well. Um, run me through your day. How, how do you, like, what do you do first thing? How, what time you get up? What do you, what do you do first thing to make your mind is like a, like a strong, like, I mean, the day you'll start. Mm -hmm. Um, It depends if I have a client first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, If I I do sort of like having a six or seven in the the morning client, because it gets me up ready for the day out the door, especially if it's just one or two people, like, you Mm -hmm. know, just a couple in person, then I can have the rest of the day and I'm up and ready to go. Um, But if I don't, I'll usually start with a walk. Um, with my dog, usually, usually he'll behave well enough to come with, uh, but a half hour to an hour, it's been sort of one of my resolutions actually is to spend a lot more time walking. Um, I just think it's going to be good for just yeah. mental and physical health. Exactly. Um, so I've started with that, then breakfast, um, then, um, 
I'll just I'll answer some social media questions. I usually try to have something going on my story that's engaging the audience. Kind yeah. of try to like educate and bring mm-hmm. weightlifting closer to people who are following me. Um, then I will often check on my programming for my clients. Yeah. Um, make sure that everybody's up to date. Um, take care of anything like that. And I've been working on developing a website, and so oh, th- nice. things like that, sort of office work in general, and. Yeah. When I feel like it's time to train, I'll mm. pause whatever I'm doing, go train, and then come yeah. back and do. So, what's uh, the support like being uh, from family? Are you living with someone by yourself? Yes, I, I live with my boyfriend and my dog. Yeah. So, is it yeah. like a supported or you know? Um, do they say oh, like, very. can you give us a time when you don't not going to the gym? <laughs> Oh, uh, luckily, my my um, partner, he likes to um, go to the gym as well. Okay, so okay. or he'll just go to the gym when he wants to. We yeah. also have a gym in our garage. We're just gym people. Yeah, I've seen can. your exercises in the garage. Yes. <laughs> so uh, we will he'll go when he wants to and I'll go when I want to. And but he he uh, travels for work. So he's either completely gone or oh, here. OK, so it kind of it, that also kind of changes what I do with my day as well. If I yeah. have just a day to myself. I can focus on my own activities, of but course. if he's around, you know, I'll hang out with him a bit because he's gone sense. the rest of the time. That's the best way to do it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, any 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 particular app you use to track results for yours or clients? Um, the app that I use for coaching is called True Coach. Okay. Um, and I actually am also a remote athlete, so. My coach that I'm using right now to write my programming and critique my lifts mm-hmm. um, lives in Florida, which is like on the whole other side of the country. So he sends my program. If I'm having a hard time, I send him a video of my lifts. But I also do it the opposite way around where I'm the coach <laughs> and I have my athletes <laughs> yes. as well. So that's like my main app that I yeah. use. And um, I use just sort of um, I, I'm hit or miss when I'm, if I'm tracking macros. So yeah. like. That's I use a couple of different ones for that, but my main one for coaching that I like is True Coach. Perfect. Um, so I'm just gonna get to the final question. Question or you know your, I mean biggest why that I ask everyone. You know, like what was your main why that you started everything? You know, like something come up your come to you, or you know someone said something. You know how this came to you that you want to do this the biggest why in like fitness uh yes what of course you're doing this now you know this is your passion this is your love and you know just main reason of this um yes so my so obviously i just love weightlifting in general but my biggest motivation for um for coaching is actually my main coach. So I have lifted for a long time. I was lucky to have one coach for 15 years Mm. and he recently passed last March, February around that time. It was March actually. Um, Anyway. So, and that was right before I moved across the country and changed professions. And so his, his death was expected. So, you know, that sort of is what it is, but yeah. I've had a lot of time to really like, he made weightlifting possible for me when, if I lived anywhere else, like it might not have been, cause this was like pre internet resources being yeah. remote, remotely coached. I was mm. very fortunate to have him, um, in my, uh, coaching career. And so I had a lot of uh, people in the community of weightlifting where I lived, we're like, when are you going to coach? When are you like, when is this going to happen? You're a teacher, like yeah. just start coaching kids after school. And I just kind of was 
no, no, no. I needed to like focus on my own career. I um, was like, this is, this is how I have to can like honor his contribution to my life. Like I could never repay that back, but I can like pay it forward for sure. So that's um, been a big motivating factor. And finally having the nerve to fully jump careers and try to continue to give back to the sport the way that he did to me. That's nice. That's I liked yeah. it. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> I think that concludes our session. Um, I'm really, really thankful for your time today. You came, you just spared a bit of time for come and chat to me. And then, you know, of course, for the audience who is listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful that you had me on. Thank you to everybody who listened. It was really fun to like just chat fitness with you. I um, please have me back again whenever you want to. It was just a blast. Of course. Um, well, of course, we'll see your growth anyway, and then you know, and then we'll we'll contact you back if we need to. <laughs> sure, sounds good. It's a deal. Thanks, Natalie. Thanks for listening to the Fit Fact King podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we get the facts about getting fit.